Hey everybody, it is Dave and Jeff. It is July 13th, 2020, and we're back again, back-to-back days. A bonus show for you, as we promised. Quick update on the story that we gave you last night about the two sports arena um, proposals that are out. We talked about one group was going to put $125 million in. Uh, they're basically called Midway Sports, yeah. something like that. They were the guys that want to build the stadium for the San Diego Loyal. And we had also said that the first group, which is BPE or something along those lines, uh, they were not going to put any money into the arena, which we found interesting. Well, talk to Jay Posner and for a long time today from the Union Tribune about this. Bryce Miller's got a column coming out, and I think it's going to be really, really good talking to a lot of the people that were involved. Uh, by the way, for all you 690 guys, I'm quoted in that too. I don't think you guys will be, uh, which is great. And uh, But I was talking to Look Jay. At you. You're just the guy they go to for quotes. I am. The quote machine. Well, they're using. I Maybe hope you I'm, are the glasses of San Diego. You've I been am. saying it forever. Well, I love it that uh, that Bryce will use. Bryce wrote me a note, and then Posner and I were talking and laughing. Yeah. Right now, there's a pretty good chance that in this column about the two arena proposals, you'll see a line about Mayberry by the Sea. Cool. And Bryce is like, I got to give you credit for that. And Posner was laughing. But what Jay told me, so full credit to Jay and to the guys at the UT, is that first group, the BPE or whatever their group is called, they are partners with uh, AEG, the Anschutz Entertainment yeah. Group. We thought that Anschutz may be involved, owner of the LA Kings and Staples Center, and also the guys that have put a lot of the money into the renovation of the arena which we talked about last night. So when it was a little confusing last night that Group B would say, yeah, we're going to put $125 million in, and Group A said, well, we're really not going to, now it kind of comes into a little bit more focus. It's because they've already put a lot of renovations into the building, Yeah, and I feel like they're probably looking at it going, guys, that's about as good as we're going to get. But um, it doesn't change the fact that I'm not sure either one of those proposals makes a whole lot of sense for us. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what Bryce wrote because texting back and forth with him today and then talking to Jay, he got a lot of people on the phone. And uh, and Bryce is great. And uh, he, we'll see. We'll see what, what is said about this deal and where it goes from here. Again, I'd like to see something set up where it's nice enough where people look back at San Diego and they go, hey, what are the options there? They have their ducks in a row. It's a major city. You can't beat the weather. You can't beat the traffic and the people when you combine everything. I mean, Atlanta is a big city, but the traffic shit, right? Terrible. Nashville has a major problem with traffic right now because it grew so fast. And you look at Los Angeles and traffic and Chicago and New York. San Diego overall, as much as we complain about traffic because we didn't have it for a long time. It's still pretty goddamn good when you look at it compared to other major cities. The deal is we don't have the sports. And, and so it goes back to what I was saying to you yesterday. And you, were, you you kind of said to me, fuck, maybe you're right, is that maybe there just aren't as many sports fans overall where it's as important to the majority like we think. Maybe it's never going to be yeah. a Chicago-type uh, kind of deal. And Atlanta's not a great sports town. But when you think of major cities and yeah. the passion, and I understand the weather's not as great in Chicago, so – People are get fired up about the Bears and the Bulls and whatever else goes on. Notre Dame football, we don't have that in San Diego. And even no. in L.A., 
they got the Lakers and they got the Dodgers. But as soon as those teams stink, yeah, they they go to something else too, <laughs> right? You know, they they go to something else. So. I'd love to see San Diego get something major, just like we thought 30 years ago that we're getting the NBA back or getting the NHL. Uh, Jeff has told you before on our show about the plans that the bus was going to own the hockey team. Yep. And um, Bruce, McNall. Bruce McNall was going to own the NBA team. Jeff has said it for years because you, you got it firsthand. Yeah. And so it, it's one of those that we're further away in 1989 than we are today. I mean, we're, we're closer in 89 yeah. than we are today is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Jay made a great point. Uh, again, it was fun to talk to him. I hadn't talked to him in a long time. And he made a great point when we were talking about, wow, it's weird that Joe Sy may not be in or, or isn't in. And the plot of land that had been rumored for the Han family, which we chatted on last night. But Jay reminded me, he goes, you know, man, they built that arena in Kansas City. Isn't it the Kemper Arena? Yeah. And I believe that's run by AEG. And he said, they built that huge arena. They don't have NHL or NBA there. But that arena seems to still be going. And he also reminded me something that we didn't touch on last night. For the people who are so young don't remember, the Sacramento Kings came from there. Yeah. They used to play in Kemper Arena. Yeah. But then I feel like they've even they've rem- had a, they've hosted a bunch of t- basketball tournaments still there. Well, and that's what Jay's point yeah. was today. Again, uh, credit words due is if we had done this right, that the Mountain West tournament would love to come here. Yeah, and and bring it out of Vegas. Now, I'll defer to everybody else on that. I don't know. I know, having been to enough big fights in Vegas, that there's something different about having a big-time event in that city. And you may look at it and go, well, Hearns Hagler's a little bit more exciting than Mountain West Conference basketball. Maybe. But I have a feeling like Craig Thompson in the Mountain West kind of like being in Vegas. But again, I could easily be wrong on that. And I thought the point that Jay told me today, saying, man, we do this right. We can... Get- at least they'll split it up between San Diego and Vegas, and I just don't know where we go moving forward right now. You know, it's still a major problem in San Diego that we don't fuck with the hotel tax. Oh, my God. It is really bizarre. I mean, you said it yesterday on the show. It's still a tourist city. We should be. And it doesn't make any sense that Orange County is at 20%, and LA is at around 20%, and every other major city is around 20% of that hotel tax, yet in San Diego, we still have one of the lowest in the country. Yeah. And we continue, even though it makes no impact on our wallet at all, we continue to vote it down. Which is insane. It's Again, I will say it what I said to you four years ago. It's like someone saying, Jeff, I'm going to help you pay your mortgage. No, you're not. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> You get out of here, buddy. Jeff, I will pay your entire mortgage. Nope. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's a there's a catch here, and I don't like it. That's it. You're free to leave. Everybody here is afraid of three-card Monte. That's what it is. They're like, it's a trick. We are, it's a fucking trick. We are the biggest little small yeah. town. I We've taken that away yeah. from Reno. Yeah. Right? Oh, it is. And and But it's this small-town hillbilly yeah. mentality that we take on any normal decision. That any other normal city, the idea, again, that we have a single runway airport. Yeah. And I love that people always say, well, it's the biggest one. I go, who's second, Long Beach? <laughs> like, who are we beating? What are we beating, Monterey? Fantastic, right? I, I was saying, uh, I'm in the office today, and I'm with buddies yeah. that 
we've traveled, right? Yeah. Chicago, Toronto, or wherever. Uh, Denver. I was in Denver, and this buddy of mine, James, we were on these trips, and I was saying, which one of those hubs do we land in? Yeah. And anybody who who flies for work, you know what I'm saying. They're like, okay, prepare for landing, and you land. And then it feels like from the time you land to the time you get to the gate, it's another 25 minutes. It's like you're driving oh, that's funny. from Solana Beach to Encinitas yeah. because from where the runway is to where the terminal is is a mile and a half away. Oh, wow. And in San Diego, it's like you land and it's... Yeah. The guy just does that three-point turn. Hang on. Got a drift. Tokyo drift over yeah. there. Yeah. And then there's another guy coming in and another guy taking off. Yeah. And, and you go, dude, we're San Diego. Yeah. Like, let's go. Go to San Francisco, even Oakland, Dave. Okay, here's here's something. Maybe you know the answer to this one. I always mm-hmm. thought this was unusual. To me, it was unusual. But when you and I used to cover the Padre games, mm-hmm. and we would be up in the press box, and let's say the Phillies were in town, yeah, and it was uh, Wednesday night, and the Phillies had to get out. Mm-hmm. Or the Padres had to get out. Whatever the yeah. case was, everybody was looking at the clock because you couldn't fly out. Or yeah, fly- you'd have to go to North Island. Yeah. It was Which is like <laughs> I mean, it, you're a major city, but because it's too late, all of a sudden, hey, you can't fly out. Now, I don't know this. If I'm the guy, the charter. Yeah. Right. And I'm waiting for the Phillies and I'm over at Lindbergh Field and they're like, hey, man, it's too late. How do I get that plane to North Island? Yeah. Hell if I know. That's what I'm saying. The whole thing is so weird. They to all got it. You got to just fly from Lindbergh, right? I have no idea. But you always saw people starting to panic. Looking at the clock. Fuck, we're going extra innings. We well, got to get the fuck out of here. Here's the other rinky-dink mentality that we have in this town. Every one of these airlines, again, if you fly for work, and, and I fly on a pretty regular basis, you try to get out early, right? Yeah. You, you try to get out early, especially if you're going east and you're going into the central or the eastern time zone. You want to try to get in before 11 o'clock at night. And so you'll look and you'll be like, great. I can get on uh, Palais Airlines at 6 o'clock in the morning, and that'll take me into O'Hare, and O'Hare will take me into Toronto, and I'm in by 2.30. Fantastic. And then you get on the plane. Hey, everybody. How you doing? I hope everybody's comfortable. Just want to remind you, we're in San Diego, and San Diego has a rule that nobody can leave until 6 o'clock. Uh, so we're about 17th in line right now. We hope to be out of here by about 6.45. Dude, so. that is it. And you're like, what? Yeah. Dude, I booked a 6 yeah. o'clock flight. Yeah. But because people move into the flight pattern and then complain that they're in the flight pattern. Yep. And we go for it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> Maybe you move. Uh Hey, good news, everybody. I know it's about 6.45 and you're already cramped up and the guy next to you stinks. We're only fourth in line. Stand by. Uh, Prepare for takeoff. And if you're looking to transfer planes in Chicago, you're probably going to miss your flight. You're dead. (laughs) (laughs) And and you just go, why do we put up with all this? We do. We always do. I don't understand it. I mean, again, unless you're a staycation guy, dude, maybe you're going to pay a price. Okay. But But otherwise, people are coming here all the fucking time to help build your stadiums and your arenas and everything else. And guess what we do? We don't think big to say, well, maybe we should finally think about going to Miramar and building a new airport there. No, you know what we're going to do? We're going to remodel Terminal 2. Yeah, that's what we do. Well, okay. That's great. I love the big aquarium. Looks nice. Uh, But we still have a single runway? Yeah. But we got Carl Strauss. 
Yep. And we got the PGA bar. So if you want to go up and uh, have a beer and see that autographed picture of Rich Beam, we got you covered. <laughs> we love small, shiny things. That's what we do. Right. And with the idea that nothing will change for 30 years. Unbelievable. We yeah. just, so that's the update uh, that AEG yeah. is partners with the first group. That does explain why you're, they're not looking to put any more money into the arena. Yeah. And if that project goes through, that building the way it is today is the way it's going to be for the next 40 years. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's what we've been waiting yeah. since 1985 for. More of the same. Jesus. The status quo. All right, so uh, I got to tell you, I woke up this morning, okay, and I, I, I go out, I come back, and it's about 7 o'clock in the morning, and I flip the TV on, and the movie For the Love of the Game is on. Oh, okay? uh, yeah. Do you remember the, yep. the Kevin Costner Loved movie? It. I, I like that movie a lot. Yeah, and, and I always tell people, especially kids, that they don't care about the love story part of it, but I always say, look how he will say, clear the mechanism, how he focuses just in the game and the crowd yeah. doesn't exist. I go, it's pretty amazing. When you play a long time, you clear the crowd out and you're focusing just on what you need to do. And uh, I, I find, find that part fascinating. I think it's cool to see Yankee Stadium from the pitcher's mound. Right. I think ben, all that's cool. Yeah, all that shit's great. pretty cool. It's an underrated movie. And so do you remember who the love interest is yeah. in the movie? Kelly okay. Preston. Kelly Preston. So I'm looking at this thing, Jeff, and I go to my phone. I go, how old is Kelly Preston? Yeah. And as soon as I go to it, it says Kelly Preston died. Can you believe that? I couldn't believe that. Dude, that I tell you what, Dave. That, I don't know why um, the Kelly Preston thing bothered me. Yeah. And this girl from Glee bothered me a lot. Yeah. I, I think her name Because she had a kid? Is that what bothered you? Just the whole thing, man. Yeah. I, I had just been in Ventura. I had been there with my son. That's right. Um, her little boy is four. The You know, you're out on a yeah. boat. Um. That to me, I I don't I haven't I never saw that show. I would tell you yeah, if I neither. had, I'm not familiar with her work. Beautiful girl, and uh, and I saw that story, man, and that that bothered me. And then today they find the body. Yeah. And then uh, and then that Kelly Preston thing last night out of nowhere. Yeah. At age 57, married to Travolta, and uh, look, it's low hanging fruit to to make comments. I look at them. I go, they always looked happy when they were Absolutely. together. They never, I always heard good things being yeah. said in both directions. And she just seemed very likable. She did. She seemed likable. It's funny. I've always been a, a fan because. Right. She was funny. I just watched Jerry Maguire for the first time in a long time. Look, she looks about great About a month ago. Yeah. And she's great. Rocking around with Glenn Fry, basically flipping off yeah. Jerry Maguire in the press box yeah. when they'd broken up. Yeah. So here's the movie that I, I first said, all right, who's this Kelly Preston girl? Remember the movie Mischief? With uh, It came out like in the mid-80s. When she got naked? Yeah, she got yeah. naked. Sure. <laughs> and right away you're like, holy shit. But, you know, dude, yeah, and amazing, she, yeah, right? Smoking hot. And it's funny is uh, Tommy Sablon, who's the old producer from Jeff and Jerry, wrote a little note about it today on, on Facebook. I don't know if you, you saw it at all. No. But he had a picture of him and Laura at like the Academy Awards. Okay. And I think it was Academy Awards. And he said he run, they run into John Travolta and Kelly Preston. Wow. And they start talking to Travolta, and she starts to take a step back, like this conversation has everything to do with me. And uh, he walks back towards her, and he says, I just want to let you know I'm a big Kelly Preston fan. And she just said, thank you. I appreciate it. Like, it's always about John. Yeah. And uh, she says, thank you. And I was like, she's always been that, that actress that – 
wasn't the, like the lead. She, yeah, she wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't basically in a million movies. Yeah, but she always seemed like a cool chick. Always. And then we felt terrible when his son passed away. Right. I believe it was Jet. like Jet, like around two thousand. Yeah, you and I was it ten years ago? Or was That's a little why bit longer. I saw. Okay, I thought I we were doing wrong. the show at Free FM at the time, but. But um, yeah, anyway, man, bad heartbreak for uh, for obviously John Travolta uh, and the family at fifty seven. Man is young, and that, so I didn't realize yeah. she was been sick for two years. I didn't know. Uh, that's the thing. And Travolta, I don't know, man. Like, all right, Scientology, whatever else he does, dude, let the guy live his life. Yeah. Whatever makes him happy in life, that's not my concern, right? We got our own battles. We're all fighting every day. Yeah, let him get through it. And I just, he's another guy. Seems incredibly likable. And you go, man, that's that's a drag. They were yeah. together a long time, right? Yep. And which uh, was surprising. Yeah, I mean, in Hollywood or anything else, right? With everything going on, but yeah, that one, that one, Kelly Preston. Yeah, bummed me up. Me too. And then that story today when they found the body, because when they started checking the cabins yeah. yesterday, and you're like, God, maybe this thing will turn and there'll be a wild twist to it, and she just. Something happened, but ultimately yeah. she's still alive for that little boy. And I didn't see, but they felt pretty confident. I didn't see the news conference at 2 o'clock. It was, got a little crazy in California today, but I'm assuming it was her. Yeah, that's, they said they found the body. I mean, at, I mean, you go from, all right, well, they find her, then to they stop looking to, at best, you're thinking maybe she got kidnapped. I mean, you're, right. you're rooting for a kidnapping so she's, that she's still alive. Well, and you see the pictures of the family out there at that lake, man. Devastating. Horrible. Just Ho- devastating. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. That's why, you, uh, that's why you never take any day for granted, right? Yeah, that's you, you try say, and say that. You, you do. I yeah. mean, you and I at least try and say that. Yeah, you uh, you remind the ones that matter that they do. You tell yeah. the ones that you love that you do, and, and you make it count because, yeah. man, it can go quick. Yeah, you can go quick, and and you may not get another chance. So the second thing that that today uh, I flipped on the radio I, I, at twelve o'clock, I listed, flipped over to Scott and I flipped over to Darren. Okay, okay. Darren, shocking, had Scott Lewis on. Yeah. <laughs> I was promoting it was coming on, but Scott had just, just the one thing I'll say is Scott had Dave Roberts on, and, and I heard it. Okay, you heard it. Do you and I uh, know Dave Roberts well? Scott yeah. knows Dave Roberts well. A super human being. I mean, it's a shame that I know for so many people who hate the Dodgers that Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers, but great guy. He, there was an interesting thing that he said. I was curious to know if you knew the answer. Is He said they're going to do a blue and white World Series before they start the season. And he's mm-hmm. going to let Justin Turner be one of the captains, Kiki Hernandez be the other captain, and they're going to pick the players. And so Scott asked him, he goes, all right, if you were picking first, who would you pick? Oh, wow. So if you were, you, you followed the Dodgers, you hated their guts, but you, you know the team real well. If you were picking a Dodger player first, who would you pick? Did he say a name? He did say a name. And he was fast. Boy, I'm going Bellinger. I thought he would say Bellinger too, right? Yeah. His guy's say? been there. He said, going number 50, our right fielder Mookie Betts. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. In, in it's a so second. Funny. Yeah, yeah. in Isn't a that second. Funny? And Bellinger just won MVP for him last year. No, but, but yeah. He, he didn't even hesitate. Mookie Betts, that's my guy. Well, he may be in. Yeah. He may be with all respect to Bellinger. It may be recruiting season, right? Yeah, I hope so. I, it's funny, man. As a uh, guy, but yeah, Dave. I don't think a Mookie is yeah. a Dodger right now. Yeah. yeah, that's a great. As a as a fan that would love to see him stay in Southern California, and if it's with the Dodgers, fantastic. I sit there and I go, how many times is Mookie talking to Cody or talking to one of the big names? Right. And I, you know, I'm always looking for that aspect. And you said recruiting time. Yeah. And you know what? Whoever the Dodgers play, when Mookie gets on base, there's recruiting time going over there on first base too. I okay. Let's play that game, Brown and Gold. 
Okay. For the Padres, right? Yes. Let's just play it right now. Okay. Uh, uh, I'll give you first pick, but then I get two and three. You got it. Okay. I'm going to Tatis. You fucking asshole. Uh, all right. I tell you what, I would defer to the second pick, but go ahead. All right. I'm going to go two and three. I'm going to take Machado and Paddock. Yep. And I tell you, if I had to pick Knicks, I don't think it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> How about that? Right? I mean, honestly, it's not that deep of a team. Are you going? Uh, are you going Yates for a bullpen? Yeah, I guess. I mean, again, it doesn't. It, Isn't it, that funny? It's, We're it, done it, at it's, three. Yeah, it's sad. And I know people are cussing at us right now. I'm sorry, but when you say this team's going to have a winning record and they're going to compete, I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're out of your fucking mind. There's just, it's not that deep. Tatis is is great, okay? Right. And I can't wait to see what he does this year. And I can't wait to see if Machado bounces back with right. a different kind of guy. But after that, man, I'm done with Hosmer. I'm done with Myers. Fucking, we have Trent Grisham. We're, we're talking, probably Fam. I guess, fam is my guy. Been a good guy. But Grisham, remember, he's the guy that lost the fucking playoff game for the Brewers. That The Brewers said, fuck it, we can't even keep this guy around because well, people want to kill him. What really bothers me about what you're saying is you clearly ignored the article in the UT where Will Myers said, I'm ready for a bounce back season. <laughs> yeah, that son of a bitch. He says that every uh, fucking every year. year. That fucking guy. You're making $20 million this gonna year. He's going to say that on his tombstone. I'm ready for a bounce back season. Hey, I feel good, and I'm ready. Fuck you, dude. Fuck off. <laughs> If you're the writer, how do you not laugh yeah. right when you hear it? You're like, well, come on, uh, man. Yeah. Like, I appreciate it, and I wish you nothing but the best. Maybe we want to shy away from that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it, exactly. It Maybe is, we want to shy away from it, that particular it, quote. It is funny, man. I don't know. I was I didn't look through the Padres schedule because I know everything kind of balances out, and it's good that they have the Mariners a bunch. But yeah. Um, I looked at the Dodgers schedule the other day, and I'm like, man, if you hate the Dodgers, that schedule benefits them like you wouldn't believe to start yeah, the season. Yeah. I mean, they open up with just the shitload with the Giants and the Rockies, and you're like, oh, my God, the Dodgers have a chance to get off to a crazy start. You have to hate that. Well, uh, if you're a Padre fan tonight, yeah. I would just say, play the game that Dave and I just played. Yeah, you got be honest. Buddy, you got a buddy in your phone. Yeah. And play the game that we just played. Go, okay, uh, Miserable Padre fan, you get pick one, drunk Flannery, you get two and three. Yeah. And and see how far you go before you hit the wall. Yeah. And if you don't, it's like fantasy football, right? Yeah, and, you're right. Or fantasy baseball. When you're playing and you get to round 15 and 16, you're like, God dang, man, am I taking my final outfielder? Am I taking a closer? What am I doing? We literally hit the wall at <laughs> pick four. <laughs> And I'm cheering for that team. Yeah, of course you are. You're the biggest Padre fan I know. But, I, I, yeah, you go with Fam. Yeah. Fam's your guy. And, th that's and then it. right there, I'm like, oh, what? You want just me tell me who I have. You want me to yell? Yeah, just <laughs> auto-pick. You want that's me to You're auto-picking. I mean, I guess I'd, I'd probably go Gore. Yeah. Well, right? Am I going to yell out Zach Davies well, and start you, you love, pumping my fist? See, I don't think Gore counts because Gore's not supposed to pitch right away, but... Fuck, I don't know. You taking Frankie Mejia? <sighs> you taking one of those jerk off starters that they're trying to sell you on? I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it, yeah, it's 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 not just not that deep of a team. I, I tell you, one of my big things though, I think would be a plus for the Padres is mm -hmm. that Tatis plays the entire season, all sixty games. Yeah, yeah, I know it sounds ridiculous, but that he he actually stays healthy, and that at the same time, I really want to see his defense get better. I'm positive he's going to be a great offensive well, player his whole career, but I just want to see those the throws to first base be. I think, I think Dave uh, 
talking about things you've seen in the paper, I think Machado. I think Machado needs to back up what he said, that he's been yeah. called out by Wayne Kirby, that he's been challenged by Jay Stingler, and he's ready for that. How about Ortiz kind of called him out when he said it? Yeah. He, and he said San Diego makes you soft. Yeah. I let, Let's see, man. Let's see what it's all about. I, I hope so. To me, if Machado's great, I think as much as I love Tatis, Tatis can carry a lot of that team on his back, but I'm not sure that he can drag Machado. Machado, in my opinion, can carry the whole team. Let me ask you, do the Padres do a good enough job marketing Tatis? Not so really. I mean, really, it's... He's been uh, hurt. But I, I, I understand. My point is, it's really one major team. People nationally know who Tatis is. Oh, yeah, he's a he's a big... You're paying him the minimum. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the chance to me where this should be... Everywhere you look in San Diego should be Tatis. Well, he's incredibly charismatic. Yeah. I love the fact he even wears the mask all the time in practice. Uh, dude, he just, he gets it, right? Yeah. Uh, can't we just There's say no that complaints about him? about him. No. Um, boy, I sure hope so, right? Yeah. I mean, he should be the guy. And I don't know if you're worried about veteran egos in Machado and Hosmer, where you go, yeah, that guy should be on the media guide. He should be on the schedule. He should be in every Fox Sports San Diego ad. Uh, I just don't know what Tatista's personality is, right? Sometimes yeah. you see Mike Trout. I don't think he's as quiet and reserved as you get with Trout. But, yeah, that's why you go to Angel Games, and they do an insane job of promoting. They do Angels Magazine at every game for like five bucks. Yeah. And it's a huge thing that's just packed with all kinds of things about Angels. Fun for a grown-up fan, and your kids love it too. And every month, it's either Shohei Otani or it's Mike Trout. And you could do the same thing down here. Or it's Machado or Hedges or Tatis yeah. or any of those guys. And fans would do it. I think they struggle in a lot of things from a marketing standpoint. Because for my kids, we would go out there, and I still have them. Um, they would do a game program, but yeah. you could buy the media guide for like 5 bucks, And we loved it. Even when that team was garbage, we'd read up on every guy you could think yeah. of. And it just felt great to have all of it. And now you have nothing. Oh, it's all online. You can look at it all on your Kindle. I hate that shit. Yeah. That one I do have a complaint about. Used to say this for a long time, too, as soon as they got rid of it. Uh, I'll tell you, as, as much as I thought I knew baseball, like everyone <laughs> thinks they know baseball. I would say this all the time that... I've been to the doctor a hundred times in my life. I can't practice medicine tomorrow. You yeah. run into anyone that's been to five baseball games. I think they can manage a game. But when you look at the scorecard that comes with yeah. the program, I learned so much from baseball as a guy in my 20s learning right. how to keep score, right. sitting next to Phil Collier, right. and realizing how much about baseball I didn't know. Because you understood the value of moving runners over. You understood yeah. when, how you, you understood a lot more when you're writing it down. And Even it though the scoreboard the tells you a shitload. There's a reason why Mark Grant constantly is writing stuff down. Yeah. Yeah. Tells you the whole story yep. in your words. Exactly Because right. everybody keeps score different. Yeah, it is. It's all different. That's what I, I love. I love to look at those books. Yeah. And half of them you can read and you look at some guys are using color and pens and highlighters. Yeah. And then other guys, it's the old school mechanical pencil and it's just slash through, right? Yep. L5. Three, backwards K. Yep. And the thing that I always loved was, all right, how how do these guys remember that it's a single and then he advanced a second on this play, right? Everybody has a system. They do. 
But when you do that as a kid, it gets you so invested in the game. You don't want to miss anything. You're yep. writing the game story on that scorecard. And now it's much easier to be distracted and you miss the little things that happen. Yeah, it makes no I sense. I think it's important for the young fan base. I honestly do. Yeah. I, I think it's it's important. I think you miss out. I think the Padres are making a big mistake by just saying we can get it online because people aren't going to spend time, as you said, grabbing it online. If you have that program around, whether it's on your coffee table and you're watching the Padre games, you want to look something up real quick. Yeah. If you, whatever, you keep it in your bathroom, whatever. You, you, you sit there and you, you had a chance to learn about every single player like you wouldn't believe. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved it. And it was the way I learned the game. Yeah. Right? I, 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 again, I, I learned a, I learned a ton. By the way, uh, when we play Stay or Goes today, I mentioned Phil Collier. It's going to be uh, past and present San Diego Union Tribune writers that you have to stay with. It's not going <laughs> to oh, be easy be for great. you. It's not going to be easy for you. Did you see your boy Josh Lewin today? Uh, singing, yes. Yeah, singing uh, Sweet, Sweet Child, Child of, of Mine, mine. from, uh, from Step Brothers. Yeah. I only saw a little part of it. Our office was impacted today. I, I don't know for any of the rest of you who have been impacted uh, by the state of California's decision. Again, I don't understand how casinos stay open, but in a building like ours where everybody, our temperature is taken when you come in, yeah. we have high-quality masks available, hand sanitizers throughout the building. Nobody is within 12 feet of each other, and we're shut down. Uh, effective tomorrow. That to me is incredibly frustrating. And but I know there's other people that are impacted much deeper. So if you were hit today, my apologies and our thoughts with you. But Dave, I was scrambling because yeah. all of a sudden at about two o'clock we found out we got three hours to get ready and we don't know when we'll be back. So I saw a little bit of the Lewin thing, but but not enough to give you a full breakdown. Yeah, he's it. done a good job, man. He's as far funny, as, right? uh, as through this whole pandemic thing, he's. He's a good guy, number one. You know we like him a lot, but I, I sit there and I go, man, how much time did this take to put this shit together? It's worth watching. It's on my, my Twitter feed if you haven't seen it, but Josh Lewin is uh, is a good dude, and he's extremely entertaining on, on Twitter to watch. Uh, some of the other things going on, you and I mentioned the Washington Redskins. A couple names I want to throw at you, and you tell okay. me which name you would pick, all right? These are a few of the names they say they're down to, okay? Okay. The Red Tails, the Warriors, the Red Hogs. The Buckeyes and the Red Hawks. Any of those? Yeah. Um, I know there are some that have meaning for that particular area. And God, I I tried to listen to Coach today. And again, <laughs> like I like these guys, but it was Braden again talking for like three straight minutes. Yeah. And then Coach is like, what? I, I don't know how that segment works. I, I don't know. Where were Ben and Woods today, by the way? I don't know. They weren't on, huh? It was no. it was national radio. Uh, so that whole thing, like any of it, um, but they, they were trying to talk about some of the names, and I just got so confused by what Braden was trying to explain that I really lost it. But I... I know they were talking about the Warriors and the feeling. I, I think one of those guys said they felt like they could keep the logo and just change the name. They're, Boy, talking, that about seems... the, they're talking about the spear helmet, the throwback helmets that have the spear on it. Oh, okay. That's Got that's it. that's what I've seen. When, everything I've read, it's not the the Redskin lo regular logo that we're used to with Joe Theismann. It's the further back, like Sonny Jurgensen. Oh, got it. Yeah, I haven't seen that. But, yeah, that would be cool if they could do that. 
And it's funny how Ron Rivera, they keep saying, is such a major player in this whole deal. It cracks me up, I'm like, right? aren't you concerned about your fucking team? <laughs> You're a first-year head coach with the Redskins. Excuse me, the Washington football team. Yeah. And you're going to sit there and be involved in marketing? Right. Good chance you're going to be out of a job in five years. That's oh, the way it man. works in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know how you do it, but good for them. And how quickly are they going to make the announcement? They say they're going to make the announcement before the start of the season, which is, is coming up soon, which means you got a lot of shit you got to take care of. I thought it took a year to two years to if, change uniforms and do all well, these different things. What if you're things. EA Sports and you're trying to put out That's Madden point. football? That's a good point. Yeah, hey, good they point. They probably give a heads up to those guys, right? And have them sign an NDA? Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Were you surprised? I know you weren't when I asked this question. How many people who aren't Native American that have something to say about changing the name? How offended they are that they're changing the name? Oh, th they think it should stay? Oh, yeah. Ugh. A million of them. On my feet, at least. You're smarter than I am on Facebook. Yeah. You go with people that you, you actually want to talk to. But yeah. I can't believe how many people uh, that sit there and have an, an argument back. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's crazy, right? Yeah. We just live. It's such insane times that we live in right now. We don't we don't know what we're doing. We don't know left from right. We're we, so, we don't. We're, we're so beat up mentally and from a decision-making standpoint. Yeah. No, they're doing the right thing. They should yeah. have done it a long time ago, but get it going. Move forward. All right. Another question I had for you. I got a list of things I had for you yesterday, but we went long on Sunday. Your kid's been out of town for over a week. Uh-huh. Is it weird? Yeah, although this is what's been good. I miss him. Over the weekend, it was different not having him around. But through Instagram, like you, we just video chat every night. Oh, that's cool. So it's really good. But they, I mean, look, man, today was not the best day in California, not the best yeah. day in San Diego, when a lot of us were hopeful that school would be starting again in a couple of weeks and you get them going and then you find out from the San Diego Unified School District that nope, it'll be right back. And I have to say, without being specific to the school or any teachers, because I can't imagine how difficult that was, the my kids' school whiffed. They really did a terrible job. It was there were no kind of Zoom calls with the kids. There was no kind of conversation yeah. between teacher and student. It was basically pick up a packet, and you're kind of on your own. Really? And, man, they're, they're 12. Yeah. And I get you were caught flat-footed. I'll give you that. But you better be better in a couple of weeks. You better have something ready to go because just this honor system that they had wow. doesn't get it done. And and that's how it was. I mean, they didn't. They when they were at home, they didn't have to log onto a computer to check. And the teacher taught a class with everybody nope. watching. Wow. No. And I get that the feeling is that maybe not every family can afford to have two computers up and running. We're lucky our kids have tablets. Yeah. Uh, so they could do it, but it it again, it felt like well. We can't really do anything, so come by and pick up a packet. We'll give you a slice of pizza and a you know, carton of milk, and off you run. And I think a lot of us gave them the benefit of the doubt, but my ex and I had talked about that if that was the plan again for their school, we were going to transfer them out to a different school in yeah. the same district. Well, then you find out today, everything's shut down. And I get it. 
you're trying to protect everybody. Yeah. It's a very difficult situation. Um, I just look at, I'll give you an example. I look at different restaurants, right? I look at what you have, whether it's Encinitas or the gas lamp, and how people have adjusted on the fly. And yeah. now you're able, where in Little Italy or downtown, they've closed off certain streets. They brought picnic tables in. They're doing everything they can to get going. We're figuring it out. We're doing it at our company. A bunch of different companies are figuring it out. But the schools have to do it, too. Like, you just, there's no, there's no, like, oh, sorry. Like, you got to, you got to get this See, I together. was under the impression, it's funny that you said that. I was under the impression that the school districts were supplying each kid with a tablet. Well, you heard and, that and, for different districts. Yeah. I don't know. I can just say where they are. And then the kids are, were doing distance learning by checking in every day at a certain time. Yep. They, they have the ability to sign in. Yeah. But to the best of my knowledge, they were only getting packets. It is it is interesting if you like I don't have a kid in the system anymore, but my wife's a, a director, mm -hmm. and so I uh, hear a lot of what's going on through her meetings and everything that's going on. Where you're getting a lot of which the the news hasn't touched on what she's telling me, you're getting a lot of the p teachers who are saying I'm not going back, and wow. so here's your option. It, you know this is before when there was an option to go back. Okay, here's your option. Your option is to use all your your vacation time, and when that runs out, your paycheck stops. Dang. So if you're a teacher that's afraid of catching it or bringing it back home or handing it over to, you know, your kids or your yeah. parents, you're out of a job. Yeah. And so it's like, well, what are the teachers supposed to do? I mean, they're really kind of in a in a situation where I didn't sign up for this when I got my degree. Yeah. I don't know. It's very easy to be flipping. Say, yes. Well, get to work. Yeah. We need you. I mean, you're you're kind of. In a lot of ways, in the same way, the firefighters, the the policemen, the doctors, the nurses, like, we need you. Yeah. And if you're not comfortable, we get it, but we can't hold your job forever. Yeah. We have to move forward. These kids are 12, 15, 16 for one year, and we got to have people that are there. And I would think, Dave, that there are people. Oh, there are a lot of people looking for jobs before that were let go. Right. That were student teaching or guest teaching that are like, I'm ready to step in. I'll take it. I'll take that pension. I'll take the check. Yep. And I'll follow the safety protocol put in place by the district and let's go. Yep. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, it's it's got to be difficult. But, but you don't have the benefit of, unfortunately for the teachers, you're not the ones yeah. dictating it. So uh, speaking on the sports start, just just from the high school version, I know July 20th, they're supposed to make an announcement where they're going to do for football and the mm -hmm. fall sports if your kid's in, in high school. And you know a lot of these kids who are depending on, hey, if I have a good year, maybe I can get a scholarship, whatever the case might be, why they play football. But for me, it makes sense to me, Jeff, if you were to switch the sports this year, meaning all the spring sports, track and baseball, and softball you run those in the fall mm. hopefully that you're more advanced by the spring and you can go with your wrestling and your football oh, and wow, yeah. your contact sports am i yeah. crazy does that make sense to no, go that like route? It. of course they aren't gonna fucking do it but yeah. <laughs> but to me the contact sports are the ones that are coming up in about yeah. a month where you're going man we have games going if you don't remember in high school football last year it started in august yeah and the, the reason is to get it done quick enough where the season ends at the end of october and you have state playoffs and everything else but Man. they're nowhere close to contact sports. Man, Dave, I, I tell you, it's just, I look at just the whole mental state, right? Yeah. And 
the NBA, the NHL. Yep. Like the NHL's super excited, full steam ahead, August 1st. I mean, the Minnesota Wild today did something pretty pretty wild. No pun intended. Yeah. They uh, they have a kid, Kirill, Russian prospect that they have been trying to get for five years. They drafted him. This kid's just an absolute stud, and I always mispronounce his last name. But he's going to be an impact player. His season just ended in Russia, and they signed him today. Oh, wow. Now, the rule is he cannot play starting in this tournament coming up on August 1st. The Wild technically can't pay him anything right now, but thinking about Tatis in the clock, yeah, this kid, he just, a, a year just went by on his clock. Yeah. And Minnesota felt that it was so important to get this guy over, get him acclimated, get him in with his teammates where he can practice, kind of get a lay of the land. They're like, you know what? We're still going to have his arbitration rights, and it's not like he's going to become an unrestricted free agent for five years. So we're going to gamble and take it. But that's what you're seeing in the NHL is a lot of these big shot. It would be like if the Padres had the opportunity, if Tatis had played, uh, let's say, Mackenzie Gore. If the Padres today said, yeah, you know what? Gore is technically on the roster. He's not going to pitch one game. The clock is going to show that he's completed one year of major league service, but we feel it's important enough to get him acclimated and and see the whole deal and be around the major league team. We're going to sacrifice that one year just for this to happen. It's a wild, wild play, but they've chased him for so long. They're like, we don't want to take a chance that he goes home and signs a three-year contract and we never get So it. does he have the ability right now to stay with the Wild? Like to say, all right, I'm done. I'm, oh, yeah, he'll, okay. be in, he'll be in Minneapolis I, the, on, uh, on Friday. Okay, so it's his decision. It's not like they're holding his rights over there. No, they okay. they signed him. They, they drafted him a few years ago. He had stayed in Russia, played in the KHL, but that contract expired. Okay. And now he was able to come to the NHL, and he's agreed to that deal. I love that idea. And yeah, he'll be in the. I would do the same thing. He'll be in the Twin Cities on Friday. I love that idea because you yeah. want him to fall in love with everything that's right. the NHL. Well, that's the thing, and he's going to be around his team. Yeah. They what he's Great idea. what he's going to freak out about is that city has known that kid's name for five years. Right. Yeah. It would be as if Tatis was playing somewhere far away. Yeah. And we all knew he was coming. That's what's wild about the NHL is a lot of your marquee prospects are playing overseas. And in that city, that their young prospects are starting to develop a little bit too. But they never really had an impact guy on that team. Now they feel like they've got it, like a real legit big shot player. And the fan base is going to love him. He's going to come in and just be a hero from day one. Okay, explain the the hockey thing to me real quick. How how okay. is because we all know about the bubble in the NBA. Yep. And we all heard today Russell Westbrook tested positive. That's why he yep. wasn't there. And you're seeing some of the guys in the NBA who are complaining about the food and the hotel. Nobody wants to hear that shit. I mean, that's right. If I'm every NBA team, I say if one guy does it, I'm fucking finding you. Don't do it. You sound like assholes. There are people out there that don't have jobs that are struggling to get through this whole thing, and you're complaining because your palace isn't nice enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the kid's name, real quick, Dave, just to yeah. pay attention to, Kirill Kaprizov is his okay. name. I've seen his name forever. K-I-R-I-L-L. Kirill 
Kaprizov, pay attention to. But NHL, uh, you're going to have two hub cities. So one's going to be in Edmonton, one's going to be in Toronto. And they laid the schedule out, and it's basically five games a day. Yeah. And it is going to be Do they all play in the same arena? I mean, the same arena in Edmonton, same arena in Toronto? Yeah, one will play in... uh, So so, the times of the games could be like 10 in the morning? Yeah, I just had... I just put that thing up on social media. I saw it. I didn't look at the times. All right, let me see. Hang on one second. Um, I'll tell you what I put up because it's it's pretty wild. And I'll see if I've got access to the schedule right here. I had it. Oh, here we go. Okay, so the East qualifying round... Um, starting on August 1st. So there'll be three games in the East that day. It doesn't show me the times, but it'll start with the Rangers, Carolina, then Florida and the Islanders, then Montreal and Pittsburgh. Then in the West on that day, in Edmonton, later that night, it'll be the Blackhawks against the Oilers and the Jets against the Flame. Five games a day. So that starts off on August 1st. Now, on August 2nd, there'll only be two games in Toronto. It'll be Philly and Boston, followed by Columbus and Toronto. But then on the west, in Edmonton, it'll be St. Louis, Colorado, uh, the Coyotes and the Preds, and then the Wild and the Canucks. And that's the way it's going to be, dude. Every day, think about those first two days of March Madness for college basketball, and that's the way it's scheduled to run in the NHL from August 1st through August 9th. So where are these guys staying when they aren't playing hockey? Uh, same thing. Hotels. Okay. The whole thing. Yes. Yeah, so they'll have the whole deal, the the bubble, and, and they'll be set up. And the NHL just got a new CBA, so yeah. they agreed to that, which is exciting. So they're, they're ready to go. They've done a really, really great job. And kudos to both the players and the owners for working together during a difficult time to get it done. But... Yeah, I'm not sure because I've never been to Edmonton, so yeah. I can't tell you the lay there. But Scotiabank Arena um, is right downtown in Toronto. And just like if they were at Petco Park, right? Yeah. There's a lot of big-time hotels that are there. And so, uh, yeah, I guess teams will just stay and you'll be tested and, and you'll kind of hang out and do your thing. Now, I saw a wild... I saw a wild thing that said baseball wise that you could be fined a lot of money. Seven hundred and fifty thousand in Toronto. If that's what I saw, yeah, right? If you're caught outside in public, if you're one of the Blue Jays players, it's a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine. Holy cow. Yeah, they aren't fucking around. Well, yeah. I I get it. I mean, you gotta do something to just kind of let guys know, hey, we're we're trying to Keep games rolling and do everything we can, but but you still got to follow yeah. the rules until we get it figured out. Yeah, it's a, again, I hope these these sports go about and they actually happen. I mean, oh, we are, we're all so good. we're so excited right now, and and baseball's this close. You can almost feel it. And, and as you said, the NHL's right there. NBA gets going on July thirtieth, so we're super excited to see things happen. And then you know, be interesting because Hard Knocks this year is, is coming up too. Yeah, and, and you have two teams. You have the Rams and the Chargers both involved so just just something to to watch that is sports and feel like normal life is happening in 2020 be so good yep hey want to mention dan williams dan williams is your guy he wants to help you get out of debt he also wants to help you buy a home means he wants to get you out of the rental market you're throwing your money away dan can help you with so many things financially he can help you refinance he can help you get back on track and start living a stress-free life which is just amazing 
Dan's number is 858-688-6813. What are you waiting for? 858-688-6813. I told you last night, Dave, I had gone, purchased to bed. I had to make a slight adjustment in that purchase today. Back to the store, kind of yeah. changed A for B. I tell you what, man, just having that financial flexibility, having a credit score where they're like, absolutely, we want you here. Make that purchase. We're going to do A and B and C for you. Man, it is so great. And if it's that great for buying a new bed, yeah, think about how great it's going to be when you buy a new house. It starts with that call to Dan Williams, 858-688-6813. Plenty of us got nothing but time on our hands now. You don't have to be in that commute. Uh, give Dan a call and get that financial plan for you uh, off and running. One of the things that people are really surprised about through this whole pandemic, the housing market is extremely strong. So many people are buying homes all over, not just in California, but in other states as well, where people are saying, I got to get out of the, the big city. I got to get more space. I need more room. I don't want to be on top of people. Brian Kerr is your guy. He's the guy to talk to. Pick his brain about what's going on in the real estate market. Also, if you have a neighborhood that you want to move to, Brian Curry can help get you there. Again, Brian's the guy. He's the best real estate agent we know. He's been at the show for a long time. He's really good at what he does. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Seeing so many people that are setting up their homes and, and finding their new home uh, and just the excitement of doing that. And what a great feeling. Like You yep. look at that. And it could be somebody you've known for 25 years or casually, but it's that same exciting feeling for everybody knowing, hey, that's where my life is going to go. It's where my kids are going to grow up, uh, right? So yep. many different things are going to happen, whether it's holidays, Halloween, everything else. It's great, but there can be a very fine line between making a great decision and one you regret. And that's why you need the right guy on your side. Boy, I can't think of anybody better than Brian Curry. When you're making a commitment, typical conventional loan calls for 30 years. When you think about 30 years, man, the first thing you have to do is say, I know what I don't know. Yes. I, I know the things that I need help on. And then the second part of that equation is simple. Well, what I don't know, Brian Curry does. And he'll take care of it. Give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Taylor made pools. Alan Taylor, he's doing great right now. So many people have taken our advice. They've called Alan Taylor. They understand to have that pool in your backyard, you have a little bit of freedom. Guess what? Alan Taylor could build a pool of your dreams. He'll show you what everything will look like before it's done between the 3D design virtual tours. Again, the, what you can make is a staycation in your backyard with the saltwater technology, the waterfalls, the slides, you name it. Alan Taylor at Taylor May Pool, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. How many of us have had the days over the last three or four days when you get up in the morning, you get in the shower, you get dressed, and all of a sudden you're like, God dang, it feels like you need a shower again. Well, how about instead of that, you go, no, you know, I can do it. I can just go hang out by the pool and go hang out in the grotto. I can hang yeah. out in the waterfall, take advantage of the slide. Uh, you know who may need a new slide? Bo Wood's uh, grandmother. <laughs> I, I saw him slide into a swamp. I was waiting for a gator to come there. Dude, what the hell? What happened there? Let's clean that shit. Please? Like Imperial Beach is like, what is with no that kidding. water? I was thinking the same thing. My God. Uh, but we're, we're thinking big for all of you there. <laughs> and no better way to celebrate uh, what is going to be a very warm summer and fall 
than your brand new tailor-made pool. Give Alan and Amy a call. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. All right, Kyle Fluker's your guy for that perfect website. So many people right now, Jeff just mentioned he's going back to work from home. So many people are leaving those offices. If you have a business right now and needs a little bit of a push, that website's the key. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Boy, when you are doing anything from e-commerce, and e-commerce has become such a big part of business, the thing that you have to remind yourself is you don't have one competitor. You have an insane amount of competition. And the other thing that you have to remember is that us as a consumer are no longer patient. We don't care. We're we're not that interested. We just want to get it done today. We want to know it's safe, that if we give you our credit card number, it's encrypted and that it's not, our accounts aren't going to be cleared out and we're going to get something and we're going to get it fast and we're going to be happy and that's it. But in a month or a year, when we need that thing again, we're going to remember how easy you made it. Well, the only way you do that is by having the right website. And I can't think of anybody who can get you there faster than Kyle. Take a look at our page, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Find out for yourself. Give them a call. Tell them we sent you. All right, here we go. How old are they? How much they were? July 13th. Got some good names in here. I All right. Like. We're going to start off with Harrison Ford. Man, oh, man. 78. Exactly right. Really? Yep. 60. I'm going to go higher than that. I'm going to go higher than that. I'm going to say 120 million. More than that. Really? Yeah, more than that. 400? 230 million dollars. Ah, uh, good for him. Kim Jong. <laughs> I think he'd wear you out he if would. you had a drive in a car with he him. He would. But there are days when that guy's incredibly funny. We used to I we hit the wall on Mass Singer. Yeah. But he was pretty funny on that show. Ken Jong, uh, 48. 51. Okay. And 10 million. $14 million. I thought you were going to say more. I thought for sure you're going to go higher than yeah. that. Yeah. $14 million. All right. Cody Bellinger. Damn. Cody Bellinger. Twenty-seven. Twenty-five. 25. Still making the minimum. Yeah. Uh, Four million? Two and a half million dollars. All right. Yadier Molina. Oh, dude. I think he's at about 20 a year, so I'm going to say he's worth 80 million. See, I think you're closer to what it, than what it says. It didn't make sense to me. Yeah, he's a $20 million yeah. a year guy, and I'm going to say he's 36. 38 years old. Wow. It says he's worth 45 million. It doesn't make sense. I'm with you. It has to be more money than that. Yeah, I think he's done better than Hall that. of Famer? Yeah. Probably be a Hall of Famer, right? Great player. The three Molina brothers will be the one that's in the Hall of Fame. Great player. And yeah. and just like the the whole Cardinal and the fan base whole thing wears you out, right? Yeah. Like they know so much more. <laughs> but I, I've never heard anybody who's got anything negative to say no, about Yachty or Molina. The last few years, he's become that guy that becomes like the commissioner of baseball, of the players, like you, you know, you don't bat flip. You hustle around the bases. That guy that wants to punch guys in the face for not doing it yeah. the right way. Like, fuck off. Well, you know, remember the Braves always had those guys yeah. that always pull that shit. All of them. Those <laughs> yeah. guys. Bruce Benedict. Yeah. Fuck you. Brett Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Stewart. How old? Oh, man. 75. 80 years old. Damn. How much is he worth? 28 million. 70 million it says really yeah okay the last one we had in as a guest and it was 
really, I was really looking forward to having him on, but it was really strange having him on. Cheech Marin. Yeah. Remember uh, that? He kept, yeah. He kept laughing uh, at... Uh, Tommy. At Tommy for having cancer. Yeah, good dude, though. <laughs> yeah, he goofed on the guy for cancer. Yeah. Um, dang, this one's going to suck, because I feel like we're going to look at that. I'm going to say 75. 74. Okay. And I think this is going to bum us out that it, he's it, not worth more. I'm going to say uh, 11 million. 12 million dollars. Wow, that was good, man. That was good. Yeah, I thought he would have a lot more money too. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. All right, here we go. Stayer goes. This is Santa Union Tribune sports writers, past and present. Okay, it's kind of funny. I had this written out before your conversation today because you talked to a lot of guys from the UT today. Yeah, so it's kind of funny the way it worked out. We'll start off with Tom Krasovic or Kevin Acey. Oh, oh man. Uh, I really like both dudes. Really, really like both dudes a lot. Uh, I got to take Kraz. You got him. Just because in Baltimore, when I didn't have a hotel room with the Sockers, Kraz let me stay in his room. And I tell this story all the time. Tom's maybe the nicest guy in media. So Kraz has the bed, and I'm on the floor. There's a wall that is kind of blocking the bed yeah. from the front door. Housekeeping. Get out of here, Kras. Grouchy guy. What time in the morning is it? Oh, my. Well, remember, we're on the East Coast, yeah. so we're California time. It's four hours or three hours earlier. It's probably eight, yeah. so it's 5 a.m. our time. But I'm on the floor, and I can see the lady. Now, I don't know. I fall back asleep. I got to figure it's half hour later. Housekeeping. Get out of here. again yells at her, right? <laughs> This is a 100% true story. So now I'm laughing, right? Because he's such yeah. a mellow guy. Yeah, and I, been, I, it's I, funny because you can't imagine him well, doing it. He's so quiet. It was quiet. funny then because I'd only been friends with yeah. him for less than a year. Now knowing him 25 years, you're like, dude, this guy's psychotic. And then, uh, so now the third time comes. Housekeeping. She doesn't hear anything. But I'm laughing on yeah. the ground. Housekeeping. Doesn't hear anything. Opens the door, walks in. Now she's almost oh, fuck. to that that small little entry. It's only about eight yards. Yeah. And she's going to hit the end of the wall. And right before she gets to the end, Kraz just throws a pillow like a javelin. Gah! And she just goes, ah! <laughs> Runs out. Oh, my God. I'm on the ground dying. <laughs> Funniest day ever. Had no time for her. So uh, Kevin Acey's never been anything but a good dude to me. So respectfully, Ace, I'm sorry, uh, but I got to go with my boy, Kraz. All right. Here we go. Jerry McGee, Phil Collier. Uh, you and I were insanely lucky yeah. To have a lot of fun conversations when we first started yeah. sitting with Phil Collier. Yeah. Who was so generous with his time and such a nice man. Except he yelled at me once. Yeah, rightfully yeah. so. You yeah. were bugging him about the Garve. I was asking about Garvey not being in the Hall of Fame. And he had a vote. Yeah. And he told me, you keep it up, he's never getting in. <laughs> well, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> but... uh. McGee for me, yeah, I knew you'd go this route. Um, was so great. Does McGee fall in that category of like, what the fuck was he ever talking to me for? Like yeah. you were just a kid. Yeah, I was a kid, and, and he would talk to you all the time and tell you a million stories. He was great, 
he he just yeah and a legend and the other thing for mcgee why it means so much is uh nick canapa tells this story and i i'll i'll butcher it but some point i'll get nick on here because to me my favorite thing for nick is nick telling me clipper stories from when he was on the beat yeah with Sterling and, and all those guys. And then it always turns into Jerry McGee stories. Yeah. Because Nick loved him and he knew that I loved him. So there was a situation where the Chargers were getting ready to change head coaches. I think it's Harlan Savari was going to be out. And so the editor, whoever the editor at the time was, said to McGee and another guy, who I don't remember it is, stand by. The Chargers are coming up with an announcement about their new head coach. And we got to get to deadline. Deadline's 9 o'clock. Yeah. This is at about 5 o'clock. So Jerry and this other staff member, this is when the Union Tribune were downtown, Jerry and the other staff member go across the street to Dobson's, which is still there. And they have a few drinks. And then they have a few more drinks. And now it gets to be about 8.15. I think I have this right. And the call comes down that the new coach is in place. And it may have been Coriel. Doesn't matter. Call goes to McGee. Writer number B. Here we go. There's our guy. Write this story. So Jerry and this dude, apparently, according to Nick, make their way back across the street. And they're in this room. And they're talking and. Things are going on and typing and typing and typing. And now we're getting very close to nine o'clock, the deadline. And we got to get this thing. We got to edit it. We got to space it, lay out the whole thing. And they're writing and talking and doing all this and the whole thing. And now we're smoking heaters back in the day. Right. And now we're getting closer and closer and closer to nine o'clock. And this guy, the editor, who's just been sweating this all day, runs in and says to the guys, what do you have? And Nick said, Jerry paused and looked at him and said, by Jerry McGee. Dolly <laughs> <laughs> <all> written. <laughs> Got lost his shit. I think they had to hold it, run it the next day. Get Jerry the hell out of there. That is funny as shit. And then uh, my, other, my other favorite story about Jerry is that, um, remember at Qualcomm, the way the Chargers offices were? Yeah. They were kind of up on the loge level. Remember where that was? Yeah, like yeah. up they they were weird. Yeah, it was Padres weird. had a weird spot. The Chargers had a weird spot. And they had kind of a little media lounge there. And Coriel comes in and he's kind of chatting, chatting, and he goes, uh again, this is according to Nick. Don yells at Jerry, What's that bullshit you wrote today? How many drinks have you had? And Jerry said, you know what's funny, Don? I've not had a touch of alcohol in six months. And Coriel goes, looks at him for a long time. Good for you. And walks out of the room. (laughs) I just, man. And every time I called him, every time, whether it was for this show or Hank and Kevin, Jerry, how you doing? I'm walking. Yep. God bless him, man. What a fucking great guy. Hall of Famer. That is Hall of Both Famer. Both of them. Yes, the they Phantom's are. The Phantom's a Hall of Famer, too. That's really cool. All right, here we go. Jay Posner, Bryce Miller. 
Oh, dang it, you asshole. You just made that one up right now. No, I have it written down. They're all going to be tough this way out. Oh, man. I tell you what, Jay and I have had enough laps around the track. Some days he drove me nuts, but we have had so many goddamn good laughs. I'm a huge fan of Bryce. Uh, Jay, I hate to do it to you, but I don't think you're a Patreon member, and Bryce is. (laughs) I think this one's easy. Yeah, but but Posner and I... Yeah. Jay's always been Jay's always been really good to me. Like I said, yeah. there are days when we'd probably have a few dosy does, but dude, Jay's a good dude. I, I, Dave, I hadn't talked to him in so long. We really had. It was great to reconnect with him today. Uh, but sorry, like I dig Jay a lot. Uh, but Bryce is Bryce is a patron. Bryce guy. has to be the easier guy to travel with, right? Because if you were if you were like traveling with Jay, he'd be the guy knocking on your door going. Jeff Buffet stuck closes in fifteen, <laughs> and Bryce won't say a fucking word. But Jay's Jay has a very dry sense of humor. He does, and he and the other thing is where he and I have always connected is all that bullshit that I just talked about. He that's that's his stuff too. Like we just have we have such a love for the dudes that worked in that building, the old timers that are in there, and I think that's why he and I always got along. Um, is because it was sincere. My appreciation for all the dudes that work there, but but Bryce's Patreon and well, Jake quoted me enough over the years. Yes, but, yes. But uh, but yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go, Bryce. That's a close one. All right, here we go. Nick Canapa, Bill Center. Uh dude. One of my favorite things I ever got a chance to do at Extra was do a podcast with those two guys coming in talking about San Diego boxing. Billy Center, I was convinced. You and I were convinced when we met him. Yeah. We're like, this guy's going to hate us. Yeah. There's no chance this guy's going to like us. And he turned out great. And I had him so riled up one night at Petco Park where I genuinely think he was about ready to throw he saw was, was. right over the thing. Uh, dude, I, I can't tell you enough good things about Bill. Just a genuine, genuine... you got to tell the story right now. Which one? About the one you go and you got him all ready to beat the shit out of Saw. I can't remember what Saw had done. God dang, I remember <laughs> I remember you were sitting next to Phil Gunn and right. me on the other side. And Saw... Saw's up front. Yeah. And who had a red sweater on? I feel like Billy had a red sweater on that day. And you just said, watch this. And you got up and went to Bill and put something in his ear about Saw. Which was genuine. Up. I yeah. didn't make it up. No, you didn't. But you didn't have to rat him out either. Of course I did. And man, he fucking lost his shit. Yeah. And then you, right when he like started to like compose himself again, you go watch this. And you got up again. And then I was like, he's going to throw him out of the fucking press box. And Saw was like, stop it, yeah. Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the problem was either, but... It was something like Saw fucked up, but Bill got blamed. And Bill's like, what the fuck are you guys looking at me for? And then right, you're like, like, a, you're like, fucking Saw. I saw the whole thing, Bill. And then fucking Bill, like, he's moving the ring on the finger. The and I'm like, oh, he's going to punch him in the face. Dude, he he's such a champ. But the thing is, out of all these guys, the guy who wins for me, number one, is Nick all the time. Yeah. Nick's always going to win. Bill understands that. He'd win over Bryce, over Jay, over McGee, over Jim Trotter, over Ed Graney, over any of them. The guy for all of us is Nick. And Nick, to me, has given me 
so many just genuine good moments and is just genuine, such a good dude. And the thing that I love about Nick is, I, again, there have been so many of these stories that I feel like I get bits and pieces of. But there was a trip to the Rose Bowl. And it was Ed Graney driving with Jim Trotter and then Billy Center and Nick. Yeah. And Graney got lost. And to this day, it's got to be 20 years ago. Anytime, anytime there's a story of somebody driving or somebody getting lost, any kind of issue, road trip, you will see on Twitter that Nick constantly calls out Graney. (laughs) And it just to me, because all of those guys in that group are such good friends, but I love stuff like that. Nick is... Billy's not really a ball buster. Billy's just straight yeah, old true. school. But goddamn, Bill can write a million different things, right? He can write boxing. He wrote college football for years. He wrote baseball, motorsports. Motorsports right? loved him. Boating. Yep. Like anything. Nick, the same thing. Graney's a little bit of a ball buster. Jim's really not. But Nick is just, if you give Nick one opening, He'll hit you over the head with that for 20 years. And nobody loves that more than me. So I constantly will see different things, guys driving off the road or whatever. And I'll always just send it to Nick and go, hey, how's this guy compared to Graney driving? (laughs) Ah, Graney's a wreck. But uh, yeah, Billy Center's fantastic, but Nick Nick wins. All right. I know I've asked you this one on another show, but I'm going to throw it at you again. It's Jim Trotter and Eddie Graney. Ah, man. Two of my favorites right there. Me too. Two of my absolute favorites. My thing that I love about Ed Graney is he refers to everybody as kid. Yeah, I do too. I start doing it too. But but he refers to everybody as kid. Um, Love Eddie G. That's my guy. Trotter gets the win. Both great guys. Insane, right? Yep. And have been so, so good here. Uh, listen, everybody. Oh, and by the way, uh, just I think it was two days ago was the one year anniversary of the passing of our friend Sam Bass. And just wanted to kind of mention that, tell everybody we're thinking about Sam and the whole deal. Uh, our thoughts are with him and his family during a, you know, I'm sure as we think back, I sent the clip. Did you see what I sent you? Yeah. I sent the clip to you and Susan to Vincent and then I put it on Twitter I don't know what this show is. It's some random show, and Sam does a cameo in it where he's interviewing this boxer, and it's like the worst acting across the board. And it's Sam, hey, we're here with the champ, and you got your fight coming up, and Sam's like, if I was 30 years younger, you'd still kick my ass. And the guy goes, if you were 30 years younger, you'd be 90. Oh, fuck. And Sam's like, well, I guess I walked into that one. And you're like, what the fuck are we watching? But it's just so funny. And then in the background, you've got two guys that are the manager. We need this fight. He needs to. It's so bad. And I'm like, how did I not see this when he was alive uh, to razz him? But I was thinking about him. The other thing is for anybody, man, you're seeing it today. The malls, the offices, the hair salons, the nail salons. So many of you, the restaurants, right? The bars, 
that just got back, that just kind of got your sense of normalcy back. Believe me, I get it. My whole team gets it. Just hang in there. Keep doing your yep. thing. Wear that freaking mask. It's Please. all they want us to do. And hopefully this one we can get back a lot sooner than the last one. But stay safe, and uh, Dave, we'll see everybody back here on Wednesday night. There you go. We'll be back in a couple days. So late.